episode 358 of Global From Asia podcast, and we're ex- hiring a Chinese uh, team member without having a Chinese company. It's a topic, the, this is the legal way of doing that. So let's tune in today. Plus, it's going to be a new format of the show and some changes and some updates as well. So stay tuned for the whole episode. Let's do this. Welcome to the Global From Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now your host, Michael Michelini. Episode 358 of Global From Asia. I am here in Shenzhen, China. Actually, at my buddy's apartment, Dave. Thank you, Dave. Sometimes listen to these. This show, I think you registered for the webinar. I don't know if I saw you there, Dave. So maybe you're listening to this recording. <laughs> All right. Well, we're getting up to the numbers. We're getting towards the end of the summer. And this this is a, a very um, timely episode because people can't get into China. People can't even open up a company in China. People... Maybe you want to have some less risk or less upfront investment in their China business. Maybe they want to hire Chinese people to help them the legal way, and they don't want to open up a company, fly here, try to open a bank, or try to mail documents back and forth, et cetera, et cetera. So Giacomo's here, and this show, I'm in, I'm in an apartment right now. I'm in my kind of comfort zone, but I went out of my comfort zone today in the show. You're going to see I was in a live studio streaming studio office in Nanshan District High Tech Park in Shenzhen and they're encouraging me to spend more time there, do more content there, etc etc. Maybe I'm a rental white guy, I don't know. <laughs> I can't sometimes I can't tell. Am I a rental white guy or am I like a business reason to be there? Maybe it's a mix of both. Maybe I'm a two for one. <laughs> anyway, I did I did it and it was a lot of fun actually. And Rose, one of our amazing members in the community GFA VIP and she has always supportive of our events. You might have met at some of our cross-border summits and our cross-border matchmakers over the years. So it's really great to have her with me on the show with Giacomo doing this discussion. And please uh, give me your feedback. This is audio still, but it's video and it's live and we're going to be upgrading more and more. So after the show, I'll talk a little bit about my recent week, week and a half in Shenzhen, some other things, maybe some future uh, ways of doing this content in the future and the url globalfromasia.com slash no company how about that no company no company no company no company let's do it today boom Thank you to our ongoing GFA partner sponsored level, Mercury.com. Travis Price is BD there and an e-commerce seller himself. Coming to some of our events, support what we do. Really appreciate keeping this show rolling even through the rough times of the COVID. And their sponsorship has supported the show. And it's a great sponsor, a great service. We use it for a couple of our different businesses that we're invested in for U.S. bank accounts without having to go there, without having 100% U.S. partner ownership. You can do this. And it's totally free, no applications. I don't even know how they make money, to be honest. I mean, everything is free. But they even give you some cash bonus, as well as me, if you hit certain criteria, if you use our link, globalfromasia.com slash mercury for more check them out give them a shot even why not have a second bank if you already have one let's do this thank you everybody live from shenzhen china and we're always learning new things as some of you know i just returned to shenzhen about a week ago and we're trying something new we're in a live studio building or floor there's all these live streaming rooms and there's doing like tiktoks and douyins and video recordings and all kinds of stuff. So of course they, thanks Mina, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Andy, great, great. So we're doing this live and it's, it seems so far, I, I don't know. Uh, we, we have with us Rose, Rose uh, with us today. Thanks for joining Rose. Hi everybody, this is Rose. I'm super excited to be here with Mike. Yeah. This is my first time uh, doing a GFA live streaming. Yeah. So uh, super excited. It's really awesome. It's really awesome. And I think there's going to be a lot more to come from here. Thank you, James from Zocus and his team for inviting us to this location to do this today. It's, uh, it's, it's a really great idea to do this. And we have a great presentation today. 
Giacomo Verde. He is the mar digital marketing manager at HR1 in Shanghai. And we've been talking for the last one month or so, preparing for this. Also, LJ on our team, and Stephanie and our GFA team, making this happen behind the scenes that are here today. Talking about a topic that I think a lot of you will enjoy, uh, especially nowadays with COVID, traveling is almost impossible, right? We, Andy here, Amazon advocate, could attest he was in quarantine for like a month straight, I think, trying to travel between Taiwan and Singapore five weeks, five weeks. So, yeah, I mean, we can't travel, right? So today, Giacomo is going to share interesting talk way of a PEO. We'll learn what that is and hiring people in China, employees in China without having to have a company. So I, I think this is a hot topic always um, because opening a company in China is a huge, a huge investment of time and money. And uh, we're going to learn a lot about that today. Also, just as you can see on the screen, we're going to have a mastermind after for members of GFA VIP. So if you're in our mastermind, our pro private membership, stick around afterwards for a, uh, a round table with a small group. If you're interested to learn more about that, gfavip.com. So how are you feeling today, Giacomo? Are you excited? I know you've been working hard on the presentation. Good, good. Very good, very good. Thank you for the introduction, Mike. Yeah, very excited to be here, actually. And it's a great opportunity to share something new to the audience. And maybe, you know, a lot of people don't know because usually company formation is quite common. But what is PO? A lot of people usually ask this question, what is PO? What is PO? And that's why we prepared this presentation to explain a little bit more about this, this concept and this kind of a solution for companies. Perfect. Perfect. So I think we want to go to the next slide, right? I'm, I don't have, I don't have any, I don't have a screen in front of me. So, so, so here's the, the name, the name topic, you know, avoiding uncertainties and risks when building a business in China, right? So how a PEO or EOR company can help you hire employees within China without setting up a company. I mean, a lot of times people know, the, the acronym that I know is WUFI, which is wholly foreign owned entity, or there's other ones like uh, Rep Office people have heard about. I'm even not too familiar with the PEO or EOR. So that's even new for me. So I'm really excited to dive into this today. And is there any parts on Giacomo you'd like to say at this slide? Yeah, well, this is just uh, the introduction. What I want to explain actually in this webinar is more about the current risk that there are in, uh, in China and challenges. And now actually the PEO can help you to overcome these challenges and to, you know, kind of enter China in a different way, not the usual way that is more expensive and more risky. So, yeah, yeah that's, that, that's basically, that's, that's the topic of the webinar. Perfect. I, I mean, literally, uh, I'm helping a company now in China doing some Amazon aggregation mm, and they're opening up a Woofie and it's a real big hassle because they can't come to China. They can't come here, right? They can't. Normally, we would fly in, you know, get some jowza, some dumplings. Hey, Zach's here. Thanks for coming. Get some dumplings, you know, Baijiu. James would take them around <laughs> and, you know, sign some documents, go to some banks, but you can't, you can't do that now. I mean, even if, as much as we love this, we can't, we can't do this. So I'm really excited to hear some other alternatives for that. So I guess next, next, next slide. Yeah, sure. I want okay, to introduce yeah, about, uh, about, I love to learn you can see my face this. there. You can see my face. This is uh, quite a long time ago, actually. I have yeah, been Nice. For more than five years now. So this was a quite similar, but a different, a different hairstyle, let's say. And what we do now here at HR1 is more helping companies, foreign companies to manage HR and payroll and actually them also to hire employees in China. So and you're the, specifically you're in Shanghai, right? Just for those not familiar. Yeah, we are, basically, we are based in Shanghai. Actually, it's, it's, I don't want to... I don't want to pick favorites, but Shanghai is, I think, my favorite city in China, even though I'm in Shenzhen. I don't know about Rose. Do you, Rose, you have a favorite city? Yeah, Shanghai. Shanghai. I love it better than Shenzhen. <laughs> yeah. It just feels different. It is. It Here, is. everybody's you know, trying to make business and, you know, it's uh, all about it. Zach is saying Chengdu, huh? Yeah, Chengdu is a really relaxed, relaxed, beautiful city. I've been there a couple of times. Mm -hmm. we met, I met Zach there. 
Just some small talk, make things fun. Catherine loves Shanghai. Yeah, we're getting some chats. Thanks, everybody. I mean, we're doing this live. All this will be, uh, there will be a recording, but just benefit being here live is, you know, some engagements. But yeah, Giacomo is up in Shanghai. It's a great, great place. So, so let's, yeah, you have the agenda. Let's, let's discuss what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, I want to talk about a little bit the risk of when building a business in China and then introduce all the aspects of the POEOR. I will talk about later about the difference why POEOR and actually why and when is the best solution to use a PER instead of a, of a traditional way of opening a company. And then in the end, I will talk a little bit more about the, the procedure to use this kind of solution. But before talking about that, I want to actually, before talking about the risk, I want to talk about one specific thing that is China is still very attractive for companies. This chart showed the, the FDI inflows for the last uh, 10 years in, in China. And as we can see, especially in 2020, there was a big dump from uh, 141 to $149 billion. So this also shows that China is still attractive, still an attractive destination for foreign companies that want to invest. But the recent yeah, data... So that this year, from January to July, uh, the like the the, the, F, the foreign direct investment flows rose by 25 percent. So only from January to July. So still during uh, COVID, uh, and last year especially during COVID, we saw a big increase on the foreign direct investment. But uh, this is not only one reason why China is still attractive. We know and we saw we saw many many times that uh, the Consumer class here in China, Chinese consumers are kind of rising. The, especially the middle class now are more, has more income, more money to spend on different products and services. And also there is, a, in general, a stable government and a stable regulatory environment that in, that in the years helped a lot of companies to enter China with, for example, tax breaks or financial in incentives for, uh, for companies. But of course, now there are more uncertainties when you want to come to China. COVID is probably the, the top one. As we in China, especially last year, in the rest of the world during 2020 and 2021, COVID was a big, big problem. Not only for the cases itself, but the impossibilities to enter China. As you told me before, you were trying to have a company to register a Wufi, but they cannot come. There's a big problem now. Companies cannot come in China, they cannot get the visa, and it's very hard in this way to uh, start a business. That's, that's the main problem. The other kind of problem is that we know, we know the trade war between the US and China that started in 2018. And these, you know, influence a lot the, the economy and, and also actually other countries do that they started to, to realize that maybe there was a, some problem between these countries and they weren't motivated to come. So these are some of the uncertainties, big, big uncertainties now that uh, there are in, uh, in China when you want to start a business. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think one, like a lot of our friends can't come back in. They have businesses, they have, you know, uh, relationships. You probably know people too. They're, you know, I think it's been a real big, issue for all of the community business international business yeah so while it's, you can say china too but i think globally you know business outside of your home country is becoming more and more challenging as well as of course in china too yeah except for this of course there are some other challenges in china one of these is the market access let's say that uh, it's true that there are some you know the government did a lot of things for the for the regulatory requirements to help companies, but sometimes this, uh, this regulation is still difficult uh, to understand for companies. And, you know, sometimes that can be problematic for companies to understand. Maybe they cannot enter a particular industry or a particular, you know, sector. Laws and regulations are another big challenge, uh, especially in the, when you open a company, you have a, a lot of rules to follow. For tax and accounting, you have a lot of rules that are specific to China, and it makes difficult, you know, sometimes and challenging to, to have a, a good uh, kind of a business, a normal business. 
And also, the, when you want to manage sales and distribution, you need to find the right distribution channels. And sometimes if you don't have a, an access to the market, you cannot do from, from outside. It's not easy. It's really complicated, very complicated. Agreed. And agreed. Some government issues, companies in the past, they had some problems, as, as, as I said, especially related to the market access. In not in all the industries, companies can easily enter and access the market. That's something that, you know, not, it's not helpful for companies that maybe sell particular products and uh, they cannot do that in China. And HR and payroll is actually one of the top challenges for companies. Not only the, the past related to finding so talents here in China, but also all the, the everything that surrounds HR from, you know, paying the salaries, dealing with the social benefits, dealing with paying the taxes. This is a specific challenge. It's not that you, for example, if you're in Italy or if you're in US, you think I go to China and uh, I will find the same environment also from this uh, perspective. No, that is a completely different because of the rules, because of the language and, uh, you know, different requirements for, for the country. As sometimes, not many times, it actually is difficult for companies to understand this part. And last, another, the last challenge is high competition. Now the competition is really massive in China. Many companies, they want to enter. Many companies are already here that they sell products and services. And also Chinese companies also is a kind of a competition that foreign companies are also facing. And in this, in this graph too, I want to show the, the top, the top challenge is ex especially what I say, the HR related challenges, finding candidates here, dealing with HR, dealing with payroll. It's something really stressful for, for companies. That's what we found out. For sure, man. HR is issue everywhere, but especially in China, like local, there's a lot of local differences and cultural differences. Something we see a lot. Yeah. So can we take a question? I don't want to interrupt too much, but sure. Zach, Zach is asking with, I don't know if I could also comment, but about the vaccine, if they're going to open up sooner, we think or not. I don't know if, if you have an idea about that. I mean, I, I have some idea. Well, yeah, I, I have two some ideas. And it's hard to say. It's always hard to say because with this kind of situation, we never know uh, when the policy to enter China game will be relaxed. That is really, I don't, I don't want to say tomorrow, I don't want to say next month, I don't want to say next year, because it's really, I think, impossible to, to notice. I don't know if you agree with me, Mike. Yeah, That's I mean, I, I've been hearing from people, and there's some people in the room, uh, in the studio here, might also have answers, but I've been hearing for some reason May is the earliest possible. That's what I've been hearing. Yeah. I, I don't know. I can't yeah, verify next, that, but. Next year, next year. I will say next year. I will say yeah. next year. Okay, so anyways, thanks for that. Let's move your great presentation. Somewhat. Yeah. So, what is, what is a POR? And now it works. Yeah, how does it work? Uh, a a PO is a professional employer organization. Basically, why I put the differentiation POR? In China, actually, this differentiation doesn't exist. In other countries, you can see that PO and UR are two um, similar solutions, but a little bit different. PO is more kind of a co-employment, like the company and the, the PO, both are employer of the of the employee. The employer record only the actual employer record is the is the final employer. The the they say the client company, the company that assigned the task to the employee, is not the legal employer in the country. But in China, this differentiation doesn't exist. PO and you are seen in the same way. That's why I use the, this uh, terminology. But usually, is, I guess, it's more used in the U.S., in, the, in that kind of system. Okay. Uh, basically, what an appeal does is an employee solution for companies that want to hire staff in China. And not only it takes care of the uh, hiring part, but also all the, um, the surrounding of the hiring part and the um, relationship with the, between employer and employee. HR, payroll, social benefits, taxes, visa processing, 
everything employment contract, everything related to that area, HR and payroll. Now, well, like uh, how it so works. Can I can yeah. I clarify? Do you mind? I just can yeah. I clarify. Make sure I'm make sure I'm correct. I'll, I'll, I'll sometimes I'll be the just make sure I'm clear. Or, so that means the PEO is the is not not the client. The client, like if I'm a company listening today, I would work with a PEO. I don't I don't become yeah, a PEO. Correct. I'm looking for a PEO. Correct. 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 Right. I, a, I don't a, I don't form a PEO. No, no, no. You as a client or a company, you use the PO, so kind of agency. Yeah. That, uh, it becomes the PO. That is the PO. Got it. And that Got becomes it. the a legal employer in the country for the employee. Got it. So I'm yeah. the business owner listening today, and I want to hire somebody in China. I would maybe this is one option is to find a PO, but I wouldn't. Correct. Correct. I wouldn't correct. set up a PO. I would find a PO. To no, work no, with. correct, correct, correct. Why, why I say this? Because basically, you know, the traditional method of opening a company usually takes more time and uh, more money to open. Like it requires a big investment because sometimes, most of the time, it takes like three, four months to register. And uh, if you don't have problem with the registration process, otherwise it's even more. And, uh, and the, the PEO basically, it allows you start a business without setting up a lot of companies. You, okay. someone else, you use a PO, an agency, to help you with all these parts related to HR, payroll, hiring employees. That is but, kind of, uh, you know, kind of a troublesome sometimes, many times for the company. Uh, but just to clarify again, sorry, it's for HR, yeah. not for selling. Like I can't, I couldn't sell in China with this. You could, I could hire, you cannot, but I can't cannot sell. sell. You, you cannot sell, but you can hire employees to sell. That's the thing. I will, okay. I will, I will go later for. to Okay, sorry, part. sorry, I don't want to interrupt. It's great though. It's great more. Basically, what what a PEO handles are all the aspect of human resources. So, like usually, the PEO is you know expert in the laws and regulation of the country. In this case, China. And so it can assure that all the companies that are operating in the country are compliant with the law, especially regarding labor contracts and all the employment aspects. And it also manages payroll, not only manages the, the, the payment of the salary, but also handling all the mandatory benefits like social security, individual income tax deduction, payment of annual bonus, overtime payment, all these aspects related to payroll. And what actually does do is in case uh, you have a foreigners that you want to hire, you can also have um, the visa processing. So it can help you to, to visa for foreigners. But it's a big but for this because now, now in China, it's also not easy to get visa for foreigners. So <laughs> that's something that, you know, we cannot, the people cannot go uh, over the law, basically. If there is a general law that say that, you know, it's uh, complicated to get visa, it uh, requires more uh, effort, the PO cannot go over the law. I mean, it has to respect the, the regulation of the country in this, in this way. So yeah, basically this one, it just explain what I, what I just said. Two aspects that I want to uh, put in evidence are the labor contracts and the social benefits. These are usually two um, complicated aspects for, for companies, but mandatory. And uh, if you make mistakes on this part, then you can have problems with the governments and with the government in China. So for global labor contracts, for example, you have a, a series of uh, mandatory elements to include. There are the employee and employee information with all the ID number, address, then you have to include the remuneration. So the, the monthly basic salary, bonus, commissions, the responsibilities of the of the can of the employee, working hours, leaves, employment period. These are all aspects that if you don't include these, and then you create a kind of a uh, employment relationship with a candidate, then you can have problem. So this is to avoid all the risk, and the, but this is, is something that the PO actually can take care of. Also drafting, drafting the, the labor contract between the, the employee and actually the, the PO in this case. Another, another aspect is the, uh, the 
social benefits. This is a big part of the, especially the payroll in China. I don't know if you know something about social benefits. If you have employees, then you need to consider this. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I love to get some employees want this, some don't want this. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I know. Like, they have to, but they can't. It's mandatory. It's mandatory. It's mandatory. This actually, the, the, the social benefits in China include the <laughs> social insurance and the housing fund. Pension insurance, medical, unemployment, work injury, and maternity. That uh, the employer has to pay everything. That's 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 for sure. Some of them are also contributed by the by the employee. Yeah, some they uh, I, I remember. Yeah, and, but it's mandatory. If you don't do that, then you can have really really big problem. Yeah, and. Uh, Oh. When to use, when is the best solution to use the PO? Now, that's why now I want to go back to what you told me before, selling in China. It's actually very useful, the PO, in this kind of solution. Selling in China, especially if you sell products to other companies. If you operate in the B2B market and you don't need to invoice in China, so you, have, you don't need to pay in renminbi, this is the solution for you to hire employees to manage all your sales in China. And the invoice, then, you can invoice basically from your country. Like, for example, you, are, you have a, a U.S. company. You want to sell some product, specific product to other companies in China. You could, do, could go with the traditional way of opening a company, but then you will have a lot of risks and then, then you will have to spend a lot of time and money for to opening a company like that, or with the PEO, you can actually hire employees here, and they can manage this for you. So they are responsible about the selling uh, in China to other companies, mm. and this will allow you to reduce all the risk that company formation can bring, because the only risk that you can have is related to the the labor contract, the, the contract that you have with the employee the relationship that you have with the employee. And it's a very cost-effective solution because, as I said, you don't need to set up a company, but you can still invoice from your own country. So this is one way that you can use to... It's, it's the best solution sometimes to use the, the PO in this case. Another one is sourcing from China. Again, this is for, especially for many companies dealing with the e-commerce, they need to source products from China. No, I think, I think in the audience, probably there is someone. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of us. Uh, it's pretty common for companies, especially if you work with e-commerce. And again, opening a Wufi, it's, it can be problematic, it can take a lot of time. You can reduce this time, you can reduce the risk. Again, hiring employees that basically will source the product from you. So they will visit factories, they can do quality control, they can manage the relationship with the factories. And in this way, you will reduce almost to zero the business risks. Like you have only, again, you have only that employment relationship to manage. Yeah. Except that, you don't have any other risk. Yeah, it's a great hack, right? Because yeah, a lot of people want to have a company if you're just hiring people, there's, there used to be a yeah. rep, rep office, but that's if also very expensive. You know, but also very expensive, correct, correct. That's, the that's, thing. Even, that's even more expensive. I and it also, it always, mean, you know, it yeah. always creates some more problems that in the future, maybe if you want to close the company or I don't know, if you have problems with the government, that, you know, is something that uh, you want to avoid, especially because in your mind, you had only the idea of, uh, okay, I will go to China. I only need to source product. I don't want to have a, a lot of businesses in China. I need that yeah. to source product. So that's why I think in this way, reduce all the risks related to opening a company. And, you know, I'm just trying to help add some, you know, a lot of, like, I don't want to help. I know we have a lot of our friends in the community that are sourcing agents or QC agents, but I mean, this is also a better, if you're big enough, you could save money by doing hiring people instead of using services if you're doing enough volume and then you don't even need to have a company either. So it does sound mm -hmm. like a good, uh, 
a good hack. Yeah. You know, the other two ways are testing the Chinese market. This is especially for maybe startups, small companies that they don't want to invest at the beginning all the, the money in opening a company because they don't know the market. So what they can do again is hire someone here that can conduct a, a market research or you know someone that can understand better the, the, the country, how it works. And in this way, again, if you then after after that, if you're not satisfied with the market, if you think it's not the best solution for you, you can always take a step back and say, okay, I don't have a company, I just close the employment relationship and that's it. I, I finished uh, I finished my my adventure in China. Of course, then if you want to do something more, maybe then you can think about opening a company or structure that in a different way. And the last thing is if you want to hire local partners, if you want to hire employees here because or because you are already in China or because you need employees, you maybe have a branch office. If you, or maybe if you need to hire contractors, freelancers, or some, some kind of, all kind of talents that you have in mind. And with the PO, you don't have to, uh, you don't have to open a company. You don't, you don't have that risk anymore of opening a company, going through the procedure that takes time and money. And so, yeah, in the, some of the pros and cons of uh, using a PO is like, uh, as I said, there's really low risk in using this kind of solution. You can basically go away when you want, instead of opening a company that then you have to go through the process of closure and all the tax and accounting stuff. It's a flexible solution because, again, you can hire new employees. You can you have only that kind of employment relationship to manage. You never you don't have all the other stuff. Plus, you will have a guarantee of HR compliance and a better communication with government because you read the PO, the agencies. They are expert in HR and payroll, so they know how to deal with government. They know all the policies. They know. You know how to declare taxes, how to the, pay the social benefits, all this kind of stuff. That is usually a really big problem for companies. But of course, the the cost there are some costs. That is, for example, it's not so secure for the employee because the PO becomes the legal employer, so the employee feels kind of detached from the original company. Like, okay, I am in contact with you, but I'm still you're not my legal employer anymore. If you if you understand what I mean, like this is kind of detachment from the, from the company. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, hard to develop the local brand because your company is not here. So, uh, you know, if you want to, you know, do some events, uh, show maybe the, the 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 opening shops or show your products, it can become a little bit more complicated to develop the the local brand. And it's especially recently sad to. Uh, to hire foreign employees yeah. uh, because of the visa policies. That's the biggest problem of the current uh, situation. Can I ask you, Rose, what do you, th- what do you think of this as like a local Chinese? Do you, if you were to have an opportunity, do you think Chinese would prefer or have a difference of a PEO versus like directly with the company? As, as a Chinese? Yeah. I would have a direct company. Rather? Well, I think it also depends on the business, business Ooh. itself and the model and also the size. Uh. So if it, it is at a testing period, so probably higher, you know, PO is easier. But if it's something that we set our mind to do and we're confident, then yeah, we just, you know, set up a company. Because as a Chinese, mm-hmm. if we set up a company in China, it's actually quite easy, especially in China. The cost is almost nothing. For Chinese, but I guess this is more... For Chinese, yeah. This, for foreigners, it's, uh, it's always a little bit complicated. Yeah, I mean, it's always difficult, I guess, everywhere for foreigners. <laughs> everywhere, yeah. But, but especially, especially now. I think especially here, it's, it's not mm-hmm. as easy in China for mm-hmm. foreigners to open up. Yeah, for foreigners, I think it's easy to hire freelancers at the very beginning, mm. and then a PO, and then yes, and then later you can set up a new company of your own if needed. Yeah. But these days, a lot of these businesses are relatively small, so 
It's not necessary to do that. So uh, the last part is about how to use a PO. Basically, it's what a PO does for, for the company. No? Usually the client, the client company identifies the candidate to hire. If you, have a, if you know someone that you want to, to hire, you present this person to the, to the PO agency. And the PO verifies if the there is a eligibility, eligibility for the employment, checking the CV, background check, check all this kind of pre-onboarding procedure. And then the PO eyes the employee for you, basically sign the employment contract for you. It manages all the onboarding part, while the employer, the, the client company, manages the daily task of the employee. So communication between the, the, the employee and employer is about the daily task. All the other parts, onboarding and then, especially later, HR and payroll are managed by the PO. And uh, the PO, is, again, is also responsible of all the communication with the government. If there, for example, if there are labor disputes, some kind of problem with the, with the government, the PO can support in, yes. in the company. That's very and, important in China. Yeah, it is very important. And, and again, the PO and the is responsible for the compliance and handles all the employment issues. And only in case of termination, the the employers the employer has the cost, so you have to pay the the the, the cost for termination. And the PO handles all the termination process. So, Mike, basically, basically in the end is a you client you company, you just manage uh, the employee. The rest is managed by the PO. Is there a de- must be some kind of security deposit that the employer pays to the PEO, right? Must be. Yeah, correct. There is, there is a, a deposit because in case because you know the the PEO then uh, has to pay the salary to the employee. So in case, uh, for example, the the employer client company disappears, they don't want to pay. <laughs> the the PEO still has the responsibility to pay the employee, the, the employee because otherwise then uh, it can have problem with uh, only the relationship between employee and MPO, but only with the government, if you don't get the salary, that's a big problem. So, so that's it for today. That was the, the end. So, Giacomo, thank you so much for sharing. Thank You're you. up in Shanghai, HR1, doing digital marketing. You have, if for those who see the slide, that's your email. But maybe just for the audio, we'll also have an audio version of this. So maybe if you want to just share any kind of contact yeah, information. Okay, for, for, for any question, you can visit our website, hr1.com, or get in touch with me at giacomo.verde at hr1.com, or easier way, info at hr1.com. Maybe it's easier to remember. <laughs> okay, sure, sure, sure. Thank you so much. I think we have some time for questions. Um, maybe turn off slide share and make it, roundtable form so is there any any i have questions but if there's questions from the from the people tuning in live for chacomo i think that was really great honestly i i learned some new things i kind of feel like i wish i knew this this is the only thing about this rose sometimes i learn stuff i wish i knew like 10 years ago (laughs) (laughs) i know i set up a woofie it was a lot of work oh michael's saying okay sport can uh, be useful for yeah seasonal right yeah, seasonality sure. for, for seasonality yeah. too, if you if you need to hire employees for maybe three months six months just for a project you is the best solution because otherwise you have to go through the company one important thing that probably i didn't say is like to hire employees you need to have a, a legal entity you cannot hire without that so the, there are two ways or you create the woofy or you hire a PO. That's the, that's the only way. Otherwise, everything is illegal. And that is a big problem. Otherwise, for, everything uh, is, what was that? Illegal. Oh, illegal. illegal. Yes, yes. That's the thing. Yeah, I mean, so, I don't want to scare people, but I had, you know, oh, oh, sorry. Just, I've had a lot of, H, I've had HR issues in the past. And, you know, I think, I think employees know they have rights. I mean, they do. And sometimes, sometimes the employer is not, good to the employee but sometimes the employee also tries i think sometimes to take advantage of the of opportunities so sometimes the employee will say we don't need to sign a contract we don't need no need we save money but then later 
three months, six months, a year later, you, you terminate the agreement, then they're like, oh, you need to pay me a severance. You got to pay severance me, good, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, okay, I'll pay you one month, two months. They're like, no, no, you, <laughs> they, they say if you don't pay, they can really, because they can really get you in trouble. If they go yeah, to the yeah, labor yeah. department and they say that this foreign company is not paying taxes, not paying me with the contract, they won't say it was me that suggested that or I agreed. They'll mm -hmm. just say the employer, they're trying to not do these illegal. And it's, it's not the employee's fault. It's, it's the employer's fault. Right. So there'll right. be some penalties, right? It, it can be a big problem. Right. That's a big problem. That's a big problem. Oh. Yeah. That could happen. Yeah, there's a question from Zach in the chat. Thanks, Zach. He's always got good questions. Couldn't I'll just read it out loud for those. Could an employer employ an employee via PEO initially, then bring the employee fully on board, bypassing PEO? Uh, so, yeah, there's a solution that you can, especially you know, when if your idea then is to open a company, what you can do is at the beginning, at the first stage, you hire the employee with the PEO. Then, of course, if you open a company here, uh, you can uh, transfer all the employment relationship to your new company, to your new movie. That is possible to do that. So, yeah, it's possible, uh, Zach. I mean, I think probably, though, Giacomo's company would definitely help you do that. But I guess you probably okay. should also ask that any PEO. Some might not do that, maybe. I think that's we help also in uh, transferring the, the employees. It's something really common. Uh, I mean, if they don't do that, I don't, I don't see why. We know, we know without any problem. It's like just transferring mm -hmm. employment relationship to the new company. Is there a process involved in terms of cost or any other process to transfer the employee over? Transfer the employee over. Well, usually there is a, there is a cost when when you transfer for the procedure. There's no there's no actually um, no special things to do actually for the okay. is no normal process. Thanks. Okay. Great. So again, like I said, this is a double header night. This is the webinar, which I think we're basically wrapping up now. I mean, unless there's last couple of questions, and then in a in a few more minutes, we'll have our, our mastermind for members, GFA VIP only. But first, I just want to make sure we wrap this one up. But I'm just kind of making sure people are aware of that. In the, I um, do have another question, audience. actually. Any any final questions for Giacomo? I really appreciate it. Yes. I, I know um, he, he prepared a lot for this. And you could, you could tell. I mean, you can see the research and the data. So I really appreciate that. And so my last Zach, question is, Giacomo. I think, like, no, I think Zach has another uh, oh. Yeah, I think yeah. Mike's Oh, connection. sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Giacomo, I, I don't know how relevant this is to, it's probably not very relevant to PEO, but I was wondering how legal it is to hire Chinese, Chinese people as contractors directly from, say, a foreign country to them without being in China itself. I mean, if you, we can hire, a PEO can hire contractors. Even China can hire other things. contractors in other countries. I think uh, not PO per se, but yeah, go ahead. Sorry. So, so, so for a UK US based company, could they hire legally contractors based in China without using uh, PO or any China regulation? No, that's the, that's the problem. Again, if you don't have a company or you don't use a PO, it becomes illegal because it's always, you know, the, the Chinese law protects the employee. So if you don't have a contract that protects them, it's, it becomes illegal. That's the, that's the main problem. Okay. There's no other way, except opening a company, a WUFI, or a, through a PEO. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I, mean, I think Rose wants to say, of course, if they're like a freelancer or a consultant, it's like, uh, that might be able to kind of, but still, I think it's not really legal it's to China, China, it's not legal maybe in this that's way, an independent contractor. If they don't, have a, they don't have a contract, they cannot join the social insurance. You know? Yeah, they definitely can't get any benefits, no. any, that's, any that's government benefits. Just like a uh, contract in English and like, so the law is subject to the local, you know, the local law, meaning the employer's country's mm, correct. law. Correct, so correct. that happens. 
Is that, that legal? Helpful? Yeah, there's a thing. There's a thing. They can do this. Okay. Like for example, okay. a, a, a company in the US. USA? Yeah, like, like they, of course they can they can they can kind of hire, but they will not have access to social insurance. And again, if the employee then maybe you finish the uh, relationship with the employee, and the employee goes again to the labor bureau and says, "Oh, the the employer didn't pay me anything," then can be a problem for your company. It is. Uh, to be honest, I had that experience before, and then I didn't get paid. I mean, that's a long time ago when I was like, yeah. Oh, since you contact the labor department? No, I figure that's you know that's an English content. The law is the you know the employer's country's law. That's very helpful. Thank you, guys. Okay, thank you so much for this, and uh, this will be on the on the podcast next week. We'll have a URL and everything for people. But uh, it's great to have it live, and uh, thank you, Giacomo, for thank sharing, and, and Rose for for me today. That's so great, and the attendees. So, yeah, I think we have his contact. We'll put the show notes. You know, you'll see it on the show notes on the website for any uh, information you might need. And I think we'll take a quick five ten minute break for the next uh, session. For those that are in for it, and uh, thank you so much again, Giacomo and HR. Thank you, thank you very All right, thank you, Giacomo. Thank you, Rose. Thank you, people tuning in live to the show, a webinar. I'm exhausted. I'll be telling you. I'm telling you right now. I mean, I land at three o'clock in the morning on like a Thursday in Shenzhen Airport in a in a, in a rainstorm <laughs> with two kids, and well, my wife is the strongest one probably out of all of us. She's uh, keeping us going sometimes, but we, you know, and then elevator was broken. I think I might be glad about this last episode, maybe, but it's been intense, so intense. But that office, you know, obviously in China, the government, everybody follows the government. There's government wants to do something. Government throws money at it. Government gives you free stuff. You know, there was some mess. I met somebody with like, I think 30 million Douyin followers or fans. And her English is good too. Maybe she can be a guest in the show. Actually, I, I met her 10 years ago at another event. You know, this is, I guess, my Guan Xi. You know, <laughs> I meet people and they re- remember me. And we have these, you know, a uh, few actually there. It's a pretty awesome little office of creators. And, you know, I guess I would call myself a creator and artist. I'm not really a business person. So maybe it's a good home for me. Talking to some people about Amazon stuff there, you know, the kind of acquisitions, the, the various trends of the Amazon shutdowns of Chinese sellers, etc., etc. So probably be there more. I guess I'll do more shows there live. And we also had our GFA VIP member call. Thank you, members, for supporting this show as well. These these are ways to support these show and this content if you enjoy it you know there's the sponsors like mercury there's the members like gfa vip those are ways that have kept the lights on with the show you know although it is an act of love i love i love what i do i love i hope you love listening to this while you are in the blah 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 session so you can just stop now if you feel like it It, nothing you're gonna learn here (laughs) but I don't know. I just feel like such full circle back to here. You know, we've all been thrust a roller coaster of our lives. You know, I just met somebody who's liquidating his wine sales in China for like rock bomb prices. And Wendy and I met him in a warehouse, his warehouse and two Chinese friends of Wendy bought a bunch of uh, cartons off of them, did some deal with WeChat in a, in a, in a warehouse. <laughs> and he's like saying how, how much his life and business and everything has changed. So we're all going through massive change. And, you know, probably going to have an office in China again. Probably going to hire some people in an office in China. Maybe it'll be a free office. That's a perk. I paid before. So that might be a perk and maybe more content there. I mean, I'm in my comfort zone here in my little apartment behind closed doors. No screaming kids. They're actually out with Wendy. So I got some quiet time. But probably will make more shows in that studio. I mean, man, I don't know how much thousands of dollars that equipment costs and there's like six different rooms of all this high-end streaming equipment so can get creative and it makes it more fun you know when you're on the spotlight you got lights on you got like six people looking at you in the studio you're you got a screen of people on a live webinar you got a live guest i mean i don't know i hope you enjoyed the show the same i mean there was slides so it might make more sense if you're watching it in uh youtube or on our we actually have a itunes video podcast i think it works i hope it works 
But yeah, I think, you know, I love content. Actually, there's a bunch of other updates. There's lots of other updates through a partnership. We've invested in Shenzhen Party or now Shenzhen.com. Actually, Brent was on the show at least once or twice here in Global From Asia. I'm not sure if he still listens, but I hope he does. Maybe he does. So that's a transition. You know, we're probably going to have like a training center in Shenzhen, probably going to do some kind of e-commerce incubator. We were doing all the ag- aggregator stuff. We're working with factories on routers for a hardware project on crowdfunding. I mean, there's just so much happening, so much happening, so much happening is overwhelming i mean frederick at china imports all shot me a message what am i up to i guess i got i probably gotta have like a half hour show just talking about the different businesses that i'm doing now it's like freaking nuts but it's all mostly working somewhat i mean and i I think we need to kind of open up the book and let some of the people in the community here like maybe get involved i think we're at that point maybe that should be an upcoming show or a live stream but, you know, Rose is amazing. we we'll get her more involved. There's obviously our amazing team in the Philippines and around the world with Shadstone, LJ, Stephanie helping making the show happen. And there's just so many amazing people supporting, but we need even more. There's limitless amount of opportunity. And, you know, we're probably going to have, of course, the online team. Don't worry if you're listening. Alvin, you're amazing. Obviously, we have our amazing online team, but there's probably going to start to be more of this offline Shenzhen office shenzhen team shenzhen events and streaming and i'm trying my best to try to balance online and offline connecting i love connecting people through content and events and and uh three c's a buddy and a mentor jeff gave me i'm three c's content community and consulting that's what i gotta do so a lot of me's in this right now but I want to share more with you. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. There's so many guests coming up. There's so much content coming up. I mean, I'm probably going to be hitting the road. Maybe I'll invite them over to that studio instead of that going to their office. But there's some places I want to show you around. I'm thinking about doing like an update on Shenzhen or update on China after COVID. People ask me to do videos. We've got mikesblog.com, our vlog, or of course on YouTube. But I prefer websites. Just so much happening. So much happening. So I hope this is helpful to you you know you could always skip this blah 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 session but that's it i'm beat i'm probably gonna take an early night sometimes you gotta just do that you know especially now with this post-covid world we're going through massive transformations and i think getting a good night's rest is important to that take care of your health take care of your mental health unfortunately there's been suicides and you know, like depression across the board. I, was, I mean, I'm obviously I'm not, I didn't commit suicide, but I've been through depression this last year and a half. I think a lot of you have. It's something we don't talk about, but we just got to realize we're all going through hard times. There's lots of opportunity. Use this We've as a time to reinvent yourself, reinvent your business, reinvent your relationships and everything. It's, if there's ever, better, ever a better excuse to tell somebody something's changing is COVID. So... Use that to our advantage. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening all the way through the end of this blah, blah, blah session. Globalformasia.com slash no company. Hiring people in China without a company, which actually I think I recommend. I wouldn't. I mean, and of course, it depends on your long-term goals, but it seems like it makes sense for the short term. Giacomo seems like a really nice guy. So thanks for sharing that amazing stuff with us and wish you all the best. Bye-bye. To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.